Moncrief on News Talk. There's no such thing as the one. Doesn't even make sense. When you make friends, are they the ones? It's a ridiculous idea. Well, the film Past Lives, which, uh, as you may know, has attracted many nominations at the Golden Globes yesterday, that movie deals uh, with all sorts of what-if questions we all ask ourselves, but also with the Korean concept of in-yong, that we are fated to meet people because we've met them before. Sarah Son is a senior lecturer in Korean studies at the University of Sheffield. Afternoon, Sarah. Good afternoon, Sean. So is in-yong, is it a Buddhist concept? Yes, it is. Yeah, it stems from Buddhist belief. Um, Buddhism is the second largest religion in South Korea today. Um, but it, yeah, it has a, a long history uh, on the Korean Peninsula. Okay. And could they explain essentially what it is? Well, Inyon is this idea um, that um, two people are fated to be together, just have, have, have some kind of positive relationship with one another as a result of thousands of encounters in previous lives. Obviously, the idea hangs on um, the, the notion that people are reincarnated so that they will have encountered one another, whether it be just in a brief passing in a street or, um, you know, brushing of a piece of clothing um, in, in past lives, which ultimately then results in a more... Um, uh, a, a more permanent sense of being together in 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 a life uh, as as humans, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, though what though I suppose in the course of a lifetime we all have encounters with other people. What determines that one particular encounter is going to lead to something more significant? I think that's a bit of a mystery. I think it's one of those things where it's it's easy to kind of deploy Inyan as an idea in retrospect, looking back. Um, you know, if, if someone, if two people, um, you know, get on really well and, and seem to be really good for one another, then you can say, oh, yes, that must be Inyan, you know. Um, retrospectively, it appears as though they were meant to be, if that makes sense. Right. Okay. Just because they tend to automatically yeah. get up. So you're kind of yeah. uh, predicating this on, on what might be the case. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. you don't know if it's in young or not. It just might get on well. <laughs> no. Yeah. Exactly. You kind of have to just just guess. I mean, it's the same way we would say in um, in sort of Western culture. You know, that people were just meant to be, or they're a match made in heaven. That somehow they were fated to be together. There's no specific criteria. There's no formula. It just seems to work. Yeah. Is it though indicative of a kind of a, a Buddhist way of seeing the world, or a, a particularly, I suppose, Buddhist Korean way of seeing the world? Um, I think it's it's perhaps as much indicative of, of, of just a religious way of seeing the world, really, isn't it? So attributing outcomes to, you know, the orchestration of a higher power, um, you often do see um, a kind of uh, a, a tendency in Korean, contemporary Korean society to perhaps draw on different religious traditions in order to kind of um, assign meaning to things that happen in life. Um, and Buddhism is one of them. Inyon is one idea, but that's often mixed up with other ideas of what might be fateful, what might be destined and so on. Okay. What kinds of ideas? Oh, well, uh, South Korea has um, a strong Christian tradition. That's much more recent, obviously. Uh, many Koreans still also um, will consult shamans um, to uh, sort of consult on things like whether, um, say, their son's uh, wife is a good match in preparation for marriage, something like this. Um, so, you know, you might see that, that people do draw on different ideas from different traditions in order to explain what they or, or to predict what might happen in life. Yeah. And, and, and it, you know, it is mentioned in uh, uh, in in the film in, in past lives is that 
Is it like a thing that people would be very aware about uh, in Korea now? Is it like, would young people talk about it a lot? Not, not seriously. I think it's one of those things where, you know, as the, in the, the film, um, that this, this concept is raised in, in past lives, she, uh, the, the, um, the lead, uh, Nora, she, she sort of says, is a little dismissive of it. She'll sort of say, oh, you know, this is just something people say to seduce one another, I think is, is the, is the phrase she uses. And I think it's one of those things. It's kind of a throwaway comment. It's like, oh yeah, you know, you guys are great together. Uh, you know, it, it must be Inyon. And, and, but I don't think it's something that people invest a whole lot of time and energy in diagnosing or trying to kind of like orchestrate or anything like that. Yeah. Have you ever experienced it? I'd like to think so. Um, <laughs> potentially. My husband is South Korean. We did go to see the film together. Um, and we certainly found it very relatable in the sense that, you know, you're looking at what might have been had you stayed where you were. We also are very aware of what happened as a result of, leaving our home countries and exploring an alternative fate. And we had to, you know, you have to overcome a lot when you enter into an international marriage. And if fate's involved, perhaps it makes it feel like it's worth going through the challenges that are involved in moving countries, moving cultures and moving languages as well. Mm. The concept itself, though, is it that it's one person, In-young fates you to end up with one person? Or could it be that... You know, you're you're with some person now in a significant relationship, but in a hundred years' time, if you're reincarnated, you're going to be with with you know somebody who sold you a coffee. I suppose the logic follows that way. I'm afraid I don't know enough about the um, the mechanics of how it works, but um, it sounds to me like that might be a, a feasible outcome. If, you know, because the idea is that you re- you continue to be reincarnated even after this life, um, and so the potential for multiple um, intersections with people who you've had multiple encounters with in the past is definitely possible. Yeah. So it kind of it kind of also seems to imply that there's an interconnectedness with uh, with everybody to a certain extent. Yeah, um, I did notice in one of the interviews that the uh, the uh, writer of the of the film um, Past Lives gave she she you know said everyone who worked with me on this film is an Inyon. I had Inyon with all of these people. Um, you know, the 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 idea of Inyon is not um, limited to intimate um, romantic relationships. It can mean you know a positive relationship in another form. Equally, it has an opposite. Um, less often discussed or, or referred to it. Egyong is, is the opposite. It's the idea of an ill-fated relationship that, you know, if you have a bad, really difficult relationship with someone now, it would because you be because you had bad encounters with them in the past. So it, it, it kind of has multiple dimensions in terms of the types of relationships that might result. Sarah Son is Senior Lecturer in Korean Studies at the University of Sheffield. Sarah, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. And uh, while we were talking there, uh, somebody texted in to say the Bible says clearly at Ecclesiastes chapter 9, uh, verse 5, that there is no life after death, which is good to know. And it keeps you away from the charlatans and pagan beliefs, uh, says Kevin. Uh, and what it says at chapter 9, verse 5 is the living at least know they will die, but the dead know nothing. They have no further reward, nor are they remembered. The living at least know something, even if it's only that they're going to die, but the dead know nothing and get nothing. I thought the uh, I thought the Bible was a bit more kind of chipper uh, than that. Uh, maybe I should look into that a bit more. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.